，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Speculation in recent weeks have been rife over whether U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy would visit Taipei in a move that was sure to anger China. Now, international media is reporting that President Tsai Ing-wen has decided to hold a meeting with him, but not in Taiwan. Instead, the two officials would meet on U.S. soil to avoid potentially sparking backlash from China. Neither U.S. nor Taiwanese officials have yet confirmed the report, but the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library has confirmed that Tsai is expected to give a speech there in April. On Tuesday, the UK-based Financial Times reported that President Tsai Ing-wen has convinced U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to meet in California in April. That's seen as a compromise instead of a potential visit by McCarthy to Taipei to avoid provoking Beijing's ire. I don't believe、uh, Taiwan has announced any travel the pre- the, for for the president of Taiwan.、Uh, Taiwan's presidents have、uh, traveled to the United States in the past, so I would refer you to Taiwan for anything specific on that. And certainly, I would refer you to the Speaker's office on、uh, any potential meeting that he may be having. Members of Congress,、uh, the Speaker of the House,、uh, in a case like this, is going to decide for himself or herself、uh, the meeting, the the nature of the meetings that.、Uh, He or she wishes to to make. Both the White House and the U.S. State Department would neither confirm nor deny the planned meeting. Back in Taipei, the foreign minister was equally tight-lipped. The head of state's diplomatic affairs are one of the most important aspects of the foreign ministry's work. We at the ministry will carefully consider how to best arrange the president's state visits. However, at this point, when no clear plans have yet been made, it would be inappropriate for me to make any comments. According to a source, Tsai is planning to wait until the end of March to give full details on the trip, which is to be her first trip since the start of the pandemic. She is expected to first fly to New York, where she will transit to Ally Nation Guatemala for a summit, and then to Ally Belize for a state visit. On the return leg of her journey in early April, Tsai is expected to fly to Los Angeles, where she will meet McCarthy and give a speech at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. President Reagan once said something well worth reflecting on: everything is negotiable except two things: our freedom and our future. Tsai previously visited the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library when she visited California in 2018. Tsai spoke publicly on that visit, which at the time was considered a diplomatic breakthrough. Now the president is reportedly planning a second trip to the library, and her alleged planned speech at the site is sure to garner much attention again. Speaking to lawmakers on Monday, Defense Minister Cho Guozhen said talks were underway with the U.S. to stockpile weapons and ammunition in Taiwan. He later clarified in an interview that the matter had not been settled. On Tuesday, Premier Chen Jianren was asked whether storing U.S. munitions in Taiwan would raise cross-strait tensions. Let's hear his response. America and Taiwan are the same. We have the same goal. The U.S. and Taiwan are the same in that we both want to maintain a free and open Indo-Pacific, so we will continue cooperating. We do not allow any attacks on cross-strait peace or Taiwan sovereignty. The only way we can avoid war is to prepare for war. Being able to fight is the only way to stop war.
王授权法里面有讲到，危急的状况下。The National Defense Authorization Act mentions that in an emergency, this kind of action may be taken. We're just discussing the matter. It's just a discussion, so there is no saying how much ammunition would be kept here. Please, everyone, help out with this. There is no need to be alarmist. It's just talks. There are many things that can be discussed and many possible issues, but there is no final decision. The U.S. currently stocks ammunition and weapons on bases in Japan, South Korea, the Philippines, and Guam, which is just 2,000 kilometers away from Taiwan. Military analysts say that keeping U.S. arms in Taiwan would be in line with the requirements of the U.S.'s National Defense Authorization Act, and doing so would allow U.S. troops to reach Taiwan faster in the case that war breaks out in Taiwan. China's newly appointed foreign minister on Tuesday argued that China's claims over Taiwan are laid out in the Constitution of the People's Republic of China. He accused of the U.S. of meddling in Taiwan's affairs and said that Washington was guilty of double standards for recognizing Ukraine's sovereignty, but not Beijing's sovereignty claims over Taiwan. One researcher said that China was confusing the issue, but that the world could see through its rhetoric. At his first press conference after taking office, Chinese Foreign Minister Qing Gong on Tuesday read a portion of China's constitution that claims Taiwan to be a part of the People's Republic of China. Taiwan is part of the sacred territory of the People's Republic of China. It is the sacred duty of all the Chinese people, including our fellow Chinese in Taiwan, to achieve the great reunification of the motherland. Taiwan has never been a part of the People's Republic of China. Regardless of how China distorts Taiwan's sovereignty claims, it cannot change the fact that the two sides of the Taiwan Strait are not subordinate to each other. Mofa shot back at Qin, saying that authoritarianism and democracy cannot coexist. Zhengzhou University researcher Song Guocheng also went on the offensive, saying that the Red Book containing China's constitution has long been out of date. If you use this constitution to represent something, that's just a pretense and has no meaning. The reality is that the two sides of the Taiwan Strait are not subordinate to each other. Why not take the earlier Republic of China constitution? The constitution of the Republic of China existed before the constitution of the People's Republic of China. Throughout the press conference, Qin also took aim at the U.S., warning it not to meddle in Taiwan-related affairs. Qin tried to liken Taiwan to Ukraine, saying that the U.S. respects Ukraine's territory and sovereignty, but not China's territory and sovereignty. This way of confusing who the invader and the invaded are is not the proper way to discuss sovereignty. Everyone can see through it. Qin wants to make it as if the U.S.'s support for Taiwan was a double standard. By arguing that Taiwan is China's sovereign territory, China would not be invading Taiwan, but instead fighting in a civil war. The researcher said that Qin's sugarcoating of China's aggression toward Taiwan is consistent with Beijing's united front efforts and that the world can see through Beijing's rhetoric. The Embassy of Belize is hosting an art exhibition throughout March to celebrate Women's History Month. The exhibition features paintings with carvings and textile art from Belizean artists. Many of the paintings also follow a theme of friendship between Belize and Taiwan. Vice Foreign Minister Alexander Yu and the Belizean Ambassador Candice Pitts were at the launch to celebrate the two nations' alliance. 
To celebrate Women's History Month, the Embassy of Belize in Taiwan and the National Central Library have launched a Wondrous Place, an exhibition of wood carvings and artwork. It's to highlight the women creatives of Belize as well as other women and their contributions to our societies, not just in Belize but in the entire world. The show features many outstanding women artists from Belize as well as local artwork. There are more than 10 large paintings from Belizean artists, each with elements of Taiwan woven in. This painting shows the god Neja, the Taiwan blue magpie and orchid flowers, alongside a Belizean headdress and a toucan. Here we see the moon bridge from Dahu Park linking Oluambi Lighthouse in Pingdong with Baron Bliss Lighthouse in Belize City. A container ship represents flourishing trade between the two countries. I'm confident that through our joint efforts, uh, our relations and cooperation will only continue to flourish. Residents of Taiwan can head to the exhibition for a chance to get to know one of Taiwan's diplomatic allies a little better. Taiwan is Canada's 13th largest trading partner globally and its fifth largest trading partner in Asia. But did you ever think that behind all these dry statistics lies delicious food? Grain-fed beef from Canada has a unique flavor that many Taiwanese enjoy. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang recently joined the Canadian Trade Office in Taipei Deputy Director Derry McDonald for a Canadian dinner. Let's hear more about what they chatted about. The chef pan fries the Canadian ribeye beef medium rare, then chops the meat with a sauce made from horseradish. This is the main dish, pan-seared Canadian ribeye served with seasonal vegetables and horseradish sauce. Canada is the second largest country in the world, boasting a vast hinterland, rich water resources, grasslands and mountains. Canadian Trade Office in Taipei Deputy Director Derry McDonnell says that Canada uses grain to raise cattle, which gives Canadian beef a uniquely tender taste. We're quite proud of Canadian beef. Uh, it's very good, very good quality. Um, uh, what's unique about Canadian beef is uh, it's uh, grain-fed, so it's uh, quite flavorful, um, and it's reasonably priced and um, uh, quite healthy. Uh, we don't have, uh, for example, in Canada, a uh, high degree of um, growth hormones or steroids or that kind of thing. So um, it's really a good choice. It kind of hits that sweet spot for, for, for beef. The lobster is alive, so we're going to boil the lobster. There's also this dish, Canadian Atlantic lobster and bisque. The chef first boils the fresh Canadian Atlantic lobster for seven to eight minutes. Then the chef unshells the lobster. The bisque is boiled with lobster head, onions, vegetables, carrots, basil, and lemon leaves. Canada is a large supplier of seafood for Taiwan from the Atlantic Ocean. This includes lobster, crab, flounder, shrimp, shellfish, and more. The Canadian trade office in Taipei and hotel have partnered to launch a month-long Canadian food festival in Taiwan's capital until March 31st. We've got a month-long uh, Canadian food uh, promotional event going on uh, here at the hotel and it'll uh, be on until the end of March where a number of Canadian dishes and ingredients are being featured, whether it's beef or seafood or even some Canadian desserts, um, classic Canadian snacks, if you will. Canadian lobster is harvested um, at a particular time of the year when um, the lobster is, um, uh, has not um, shed its skin uh, into a new shell, and so the gap in, in between the, the meat and the shell is, is narrow. It's, it's not full of water. 
So when you buy a Canadian lobster, um, you're getting as much meat as possible from the animal, um, and that's a, a nice feature as well. According to data from Taiwan's Bureau of Foreign Trade, Canada's exports to Taiwan reached 2.52 billion U.S. dollars, and Taiwan's exports to Canada amounted to 3.3 billion U.S. dollars last year. To further strengthen ties, Canada and Taiwan on February 7th began negotiations for a foreign investment promotion and protection arrangement. The two sides are planning to officially launch formal talks this April. The trade agreement seeks to safeguard existing investments as well as strengthen trade and investment ties in the future. The primary purpose of, of AFIPA really is to provide um, investors with reassurance that the, their uh, investments in either location are going to be protected and it's a stable investment environment. We've seen a lot of growth in bilateral trade with Taiwan. Um, this past year, 2022, we saw a 20% 20 uh, increase in um, bilateral trade with Taiwan, and that's on top of 30% growth uh, the year before. Uh, so uh, business is booming between Canada and Taiwan, and um, uh, we're really happy about that. Taiwan is Canada's 13th largest trading partner globally, and its fifth largest trading partner in Asia. The two countries hope that the proposed deal can further strengthen the two sides' partnership in the Indo-Pacific. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Guo Wenhai in Taipei. Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Qimai continues on his visit in Japan. On Tuesday, he sat with Haguida Koichi, a close confidant of former Prime Minister Abe Shinzo. Chen and Hagiuda voiced hope for closer cooperation between the two sides to bring relations to a new level. Chen says that means Taiwan and Japan will become inseparable. Tuesday was the third day of Chen Qimai's Japan visit. In the morning, he sat with the chair of the Policy Research Council of the Liberal Democratic Party, Hagida Koichi. The politician is well acquainted with Taiwan, having only just visited back in December. We had more stops on the itinerary, but Legislator Chiu kept offering us alcohol, so I felt light as a feather afterward. Hagida said that during his Taiwan visit, he was accompanied by DPP lawmaker Chiu Yiying, adding that he was happy to see her again. The Japanese politician is seen as a close confidant of former Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo and a strong advocate for Taiwan in Japan. His own hometown of Hachioji is a sister city to Kaohsiung. He said meeting its mayor, Chen Qimai, was like meeting a close relative. I hope there is not just city-to-city -city exchanges at the local level, but also exchanges between people of our two countries. Hagiuda mentioned that Taiwan and Japan should work to bring their relationship to the next level. In my opinion, this new level would be one where we are inseparable. Chen voiced hope for closer Taiwan-Japan ties after Hagida said bilateral ties should be upgraded. Go to Taiwan. In the past, when Taiwan needed help during the COVID pandemic, Japan donated vaccines to us to help us through a tough spot. On the front of international relations, whenever we have problems, many pro-Taiwan groups and politicians led by former Prime Minister Abe Shinzo offered their support to us. Friendships like these are hard to come by. We should treasure our ties. This kind of inseparable relationship is better than just a friendship because we help each other out.
After the meeting with Japanese politicians, Chen headed to Foodex Japan to promote Kaohsiung's agricultural product. The coach bus industry bore the brunt of COVID, leaving many drivers with no choice but to change careers. But now that COVID is winding down, the industry is facing a shortage of drivers. Guoguang Motor Transport says it's facing a shortage of 200 drivers. It adds that employees have been quitting daily since the Lunar New Year break. The company says the main reason for the resignations is likely higher pay for urban bus drivers. Last year, drivers for either coach buses or city buses would get between 50,000 and 60,000 NT a month. However, in October, Taipei and New Taipei adjusted their rates for city bus drivers up by 6,000 NT a month. The substantial difference is making drivers switch career paths to become city bus drivers. Following the widely successful Fokasa Festival of Circus Arts, Taiwan's premier circus group has been granted permanent residency in Tainan. A special permanent home for Formosa Circus Art has been approved by the Tainan city government. The group has toured in more than 20 countries worldwide and boasts a solid following in northern Taiwan. This is its first time calling the South home. The team is fired up about having a permanent home and promises lots more fun and frolics ahead. A spectacular circus show captivates young and old. This circus festival, held in Tainan last month, presented many different circus groups' unique performances in a circus village format. Now Formosa Circus Art plans to put down solid roots at a permanent base in one of Taiwan's oldest cities. The Tainan city government has arranged a special area here in Shui Cultural Park where Formosa Circus Art can be in residence. We can all gather here in a concentrated way, foster a kind of team spirit, and concentrate on our practice. For us, this venue is a fantastic space. Formosa Circus Art was founded in 2011. First based in northern Taiwan, it has toured in more than 20 countries. Now it hopes to bring the circus closer to Taiwanese audiences in the country's south. We have a very stable audience base in the north, but in recent years we've been asking how to bring the circus into daily life for more people. We'll collaborate with lots of local governments from a base in Tainan and gradually extend out into Jiayi, Kaohsiung and Pingdong. Their pop-up events in quiet back streets have made a big splash and brought the magic of the circus to many new audiences. It has to be fun. It has to be fun. When we go into the little side streets, the still walker appears especially tall, and they bend right down to say hello to people sitting below at restaurant tables. People love that, and that really moves us because it restores our original ideas and intentions. In the past, we would stand on street corners begging people to come down to the circus tent. Over the next 10 years, the group hopes to establish a circus culture centered on its ideas of circus life. The residency in Tainan is a chance to put down roots in the south for the first time and usher in a new era for the circus in Taiwan. Former New York Yankees pitcher Mariano Rivera on Tuesday held a press conference to answer questions on his Taiwan visit. The baseball legend says that since arriving in Taiwan on Monday, he's felt a lot of respect and kindness from the people of Taiwan. He also fielded a tough question from a reporter who asked him who would win in the upcoming match between Panama and Taiwan at the World Baseball Classic. Let's hear what he said. I came here to support baseball. Obviously, uh, being Panamanian, I want uh, uh, Panama to win. But here in Taiwan, I want Taiwan to win. Now that I'm here, you know, I mean, the people have treated me like gold. 
treating me so great and uh, I'm passionate, you know, uh, loving the country, loving the people, even though I've been here only a few days, I'm already in love with the town. In the afternoon, Rivera led a baseball training session with kids for charity. Tomorrow, he'll be throwing the ceremonial first pitch at the opening match between Taiwan and Panama. Water levels at reservoirs in southern Taiwan continue falling, with Zhenwen Reservoir hitting a low 18% capacity. The Central Weather Bureau says the past three months have been the driest in the last 60 years for areas south of Taoyuan. Meteorologists say they expect the spring season to be drier and warmer than usual, warning that rains may not come until May with the plum rain season. The sun shines down, but don't pack away your winter clothes just yet as the weather is set to change. From Sunday, windward areas in the north and east will begin to see wet weather. And starting Monday, a cold air front moving south could cause temperatures to drop below 10 degrees in the north. During this time, we expect lows of 10 degrees in the Mazu Islands. Jinmen, central Taiwan, northern Taiwan and the east coast will see lows of 11 to 12 degrees. In other areas of Taiwan, they'll dip to 13 to 14 degrees. In open areas in the coast or near mountains, it could be even colder. Water remains scarce in southern Taiwan, with Jiayi's Zhengwen Reservoir dipping to 18.1 capacity. According to the Central Weather Bureau, the three months from December to February have been the driest in Taiwan in 60 years for areas south of Taoyuan. If starting the period in June, that's the fourth driest period in 70 years. The weather stations at Sun Moon Lake, Alishan, Jiayi and Tainan have all recorded the fewest rainy days since they were installed. There's been so little rainfall, some are calling it the drought of the century. We often have to wait until the plum rains to get any significant rainfall in central and southern Taiwan. From our previous records, there is a high likelihood of scarce to normal rainfall in March and April. Whether the plum rain season will start in May is something that's somewhat more uncertain. We'll continue looking at the data and offer an explanation. The CWB says it expects the spring months to be drier and warmer than usual, adding that the rains may not come back until May.